about uh, your routines throughout the day. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in doing the same thing day after day after day. And then the weekend rolls around and you do the same things every single weekend. And it's just a never ending loop. And being a human being and, you know, um, grow, growth is all about uh, experience and change. You know, things are going to change and just opening yourself up to these new opportunities and going out and um, doing different experiences and having different experiences and trying new things. That's that's what's going to make you grow because you're going to learn. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Science Name Stigma Podcast. Uh, starting with this episode, we're introducing our guest, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Galtov. What's going on, Eric? How you doing today? Good. And yeah. uh, my mom's here as well. Uh, glad we can have an opportunity to have you here on a visit home for you to take your time out and actually come here and, and do a podcast with us. So I appreciate that. And, no worries, uh, man. So uh, I wanted to ask you, what's what's it like being back home in the old where you grew up where you you basically developed your mindset and all that stuff versus where you are now and how you changed your mindset it's i definitely noticed the difference like when i when i came home i mean just just what i've learned from being out west and just being in a different city and moving around the last couple years yeah it's like you know, I see a lot of a lot of people here. I mean, we live in New York, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, stay here most of their lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. But getting outside of that has really just opened up my eyes. And when I come back, I mean, people talk about just different things. And I feel like the biggest thing is health. Like there's I'm more health oriented out west and there's more more things to do with health and uh health restaurants and juices and stuff like that. But you know, it's, it's just two different worlds. It really is. Do you you find yourself when you come home, like maybe falling into old habits that you you do? Yeah. I notice. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of people on YouTube that say that too. Like when you go back, you know, to the people you've always known, they Mm -hmm. see you as the person that they've always known. So, you know, for me, I mean, this week I was just telling you that I was eating a lot of just like cookies and baked goods the last couple of days. And, you know, part of me is like, yeah, well, you know what? I get mad at myself for doing it because I do live a pretty healthy lifestyle out West. But it's, you know, I understand that they, you know, it's my family that loves me and they're just like trying <laughs> to make me stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're, you know they're always like, you know what, just, just enjoy it while you're here, you know, eat the food you like while you're here. But it's, they see me as that person who I used to be. Same with my friends where I used to go party and drink all the time. Like a lot of people will see you as the person that they've seen you as, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, that definitely is hard to be able to like come home, keep my habits that I have and not go, go hang out and go out and do the things I used to do. How would you say you handle that as far as not falling in the habits? Sometimes I just got to like cut myself off. I've been one of the biggest things I had to learn was for myself and growing for myself is saying no and being able to stand up for myself and just saying no, like, I don't want to do that. I don't, 
I don't like that and just hold to that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That's something I think I still have a lot of lot to work on with that, but being able to just stay, say no and stand up for yourself and you know, you have your standards. Like I have my standards and it's just like holding yourself to those standards because when you go back and slip up, then I've caught myself doing that so many times where it's just a never ending loop and you always, you just feel bad about yourself and it's not going to raise your confidence. But if you can stand your ground and say no to the things that aren't serving you, that's only going to boost your confidence. So it is, it's hard, but yeah. I mean, I do the best I can with, it. I mean, I still like, it's hard too. Cause I come home, I want to see all my friends, you know, they want to go get like food and drinks and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, then my family always makes big meals and stuff. Like I, I enjoy it while I'm here, but right. you know, I always appreciate coming back home. Like I told you earlier, like I, I love being back here for a little while, but not too long. <laughs> When you say a little while, how long before you feel as though it would really uh, take over? Honestly, a couple days, like four or five days. I mean, I love seeing my family and friends and stuff, but it's just I've I live a completely different life now. And I just the things I'm kind of used to now, I'm just I, I don't really do anymore. I don't think the same way anymore. I don't talk about the things that I hear talked about around here anymore. I feel like there's a lot of negativity, at least from what I hear, you know, not a lot of positivity, go chase your dreams, this and that. It's a lot of just, you know, the same old, same old stuff. And it's, I think that's where I got to the point where I started, like there, like you said, there's a lot of negativity around here. And I got to the point where I started listening to like motivational speakers and reading yeah. books. And that's, that's why I really enjoy because that's positive, positive, like in your ears all the time. Yeah. So if you can't find it around like the people you're with, I just go online and find it there. And that's what you got to do. Honestly, it's, you got to put that stuff in your head almost all the time to just recondition your mind to believing that stuff. That's what I used to do when I was, even before I moved out West, I would just, you know, my family would be down watching TV and I would want to go upstairs and just like watch YouTube videos all night. But you know, I kind of, I guess was boring, but at the same time, like I needed to fill my mind with positivity and listen to people that are living the quality of life that I want to live. You know, I hear a lot around here, like, you know, money's not everything and it's not, but Mm -hmm. you know, I also hang out around people that have it now. And it's like, they, they come, they talk about it completely different on a different, um, scale of like what it can do for you. And it gives you the ability to travel and do the things that you want to do. But not only that, just the, the mindset of, I feel like everyone's just stuck in their, the, the way things always were Mm -hmm. here. You know, I see that a lot, you know, that's like, Oh, that's just the way things always were. We always do this on this day. I was even, I went out with, I don't know if I should say names on here. Should I? We don't really. That's fine. Yeah. So I went out with a friend that, wants to get out of here and he was talking to me about he's like he actually said he listened to the last podcast that we did and he's like you know one of the things that really resonated with me was that i i get attached to like what my parents are gonna think and that that's a big big thing i think is having that attachment of it could be parents it could be a friend 
But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you have an attachment, you've grown up around someone your whole life, or you've had the same friends, you're going to have that attachment to them. And it's hard to be able to break that attachment and just go live a completely different life. But I mean, for me, breaking out of that was the best thing that I could have done for myself personally. And it's not like there's anything wrong with the people that I was around, but it was, I needed to do it. I needed to do it for my own growth and well-being. You know. Yeah. Did you always feel like you had that itch? Like there was something more to your life? Yeah. Yeah, I feel always. the same way. Always. I still do. But then, know? how did? Okay. I know we kind of talked about it on our last episode with you. When you felt that itch, what's what kind of steps or things did you do to actually to take the leap to overcome the fear or whatever to change? Well, I mean, it get. With what specifically? Like your life, like basically that itch that you felt, how did you begin to like find that itch or find what, what you were, you saw inside yourself? I think that's the fun part of life is trying to find that. Honestly, I don't even know if I have found it yet. I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm 27 now and it's one other thing. I feel like, you, you know, at least here when you're 27, you're looked at as being an old man and you don't have your <laughs> life together but where i live now it's a, like you're you're, you're just still starting. very very young but i still think i'm always like it's almost like your inner guidance is you have that gut feeling that oh something could be more so for you when you were telling me like you're thinking about moving out of here like that's really the the real you inside that is is trying to bring to your awareness that you might need a change. You might need to go out and venture out. And it's that fear that holds everybody back. And it, That's it what held it is me for back. Me. Yeah. That's and you were think, talking about going out on your own. And I yeah. mean, for me, I had, I went out with three friends when I moved, but you know, I did move from California to Arizona completely by myself uh, about a year ago. And I wasn't scared at that point. Cause I've done it yeah. a few times, but it's, always just chasing something more. I feel like I've heard, I can't remember the name of the speaker, but he was like, if you get an opportunity that presents itself to you, always take it. And you can always, you know, bounce off of it from there. But, you know, I kind of look at that now as like, if I get an opportunity, a good opportunity, always say yes to it, you know, and just say yes to everything and figure it out along the way. And like I was talking about on our last podcast, like the journey is more important than the destination because even if you knew what you want and you got to that destination, then as a human being, your natural tendencies are going to be that you're going to want more Mm -hmm. after that. You're always going to want more. We're always wanting more. So it's, it's just enjoying the journey, learning to enjoy the journey, but, it is hard to step out. And I've, I've talked to a few people now that are here that want to leave, that are afraid to leave. But it's, it's almost like you got to just get yourself to do it. And once you do, I've learned that on the other side of that fear, you, you realize that everything's okay. It's, like, it's almost like a fear of death. Like you're at a very, very subtle level. Yeah. You're afraid of death. Like you're afraid of the unknown and what could possibly happen. And we tend to think of all the negative things that could happen, but not so much the good things and what the outcome could be if you did do something like that. But don't you think some people it's the fear, not of death, but failure. And what are people going to say if I fail and I have to go back 
Yeah. What are they going to think about? Like, instead of the positive part of it, well, at least, you know, you went out, you tried it, it didn't work, mm -hmm. there's other things to try. Most people, when you come back, I told you it wasn't going to work. I knew you weren't going to. So sometimes is it the fear of failure or letting other people down? Yeah, I think that plays a role into it, too. I think fear of failure holds a lot of people back. But I see failure, for me personally, as you're not a failure until you give up. Yeah. You know, right. like I was just telling you guys, like I, uh, I had a business that me and Mike started a few months ago. We ran out of time and money and I just went completely broke. And, you know, the last couple of weeks even, I've been going kind of through an, a, a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I was getting to the point where like, I was getting really scared and I felt the fear because I'm like, oh shit, like I got to make some money now. I got to go get a job again. Um, and part of me was saying to come back here, move back in with my mom and dad and, you know, start over again. But now since I've been back here and since then, I'm like, no, that would be me giving up. Like, I'll figure it out. I have friends out there that are helping me out. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can figure it out. I just need to suck it up for the time being yeah. and and just keep going. It's like, I always have, like, I feel like I'm just, I'm never going to give up. I have, like, my own goals and dreams, and I'm just, I'm going to keep pushing towards that until it happens. And it's, it's funny because people around you will look at you like you're the idiot, will look at you like you're the dumb one that oh, you know what? He hasn't gotten his shit together yet. But, you know, the things I've learned along the way, you know, I could probably come back here and work damn near any job that I wanted to just because I've had that life experience and being able to talk to different people. And, um, yeah, just getting to the point where you see failure as giving up. And I think a lot of people do just give up on their dreams, you know, that are doing things that they don't really, really want to do. Mm -hmm. And part of me going on, like I just told you, I was going through a spiritual awakening. I'm going through that still right now where I'm, I'm starting to really call myself out on like, what am I bullshitting about in my life that I really don't like, but I keep doing, or what am I doing that, you know, I don't necessarily have a passion for and I'm trying to just it's just getting closer and closer and closer each time to what I really love to do and I think that's the the end goal at the end of the day becoming self-aware yeah it's getting to that self-awareness you know getting in tune with who you really are and you know living for for your own happiness and not other people's around you that's one big thing I struggle with a lot is living for everybody else's happiness around me, my family, my friends, just kind of going with the flow and, you know, never really took inventory of my own self. And I think because growing up and, you know, a lot of people were taught to put other people before yourselves. And that's, it sounds like the nice thing to do, but in reality, you have to put yourself first before you can help other people. You know, mm -hmm. and that's, it's a flip I had to make in my mind, but it, it's like almost being selfish, but that's what self-awareness is. When you get to being a little bit selfish and doing things that you want to do, that grows you as a person. And then you have the ability to help other people along the way. Can you relate to that mom? Yeah, I'm relating to that. And I'm just thinking about a speaker that I heard a couple of weeks ago when they talked about the word joy. 
mm-hmm. they said, what does joy mean? This was in a church setting. Um, and they said, it's Jesus, others, and then yourself. <clears throat> and so I listened to that speaker talk about that. And I was thinking, you have to be okay with yourself before you can help others. Right. And so the person I, I was with is in addiction. And when you're in addiction, you have to worry about yourself first. You can't help others when you're in that state yourself. And so I looked at him after this speaker and I said, that is not true in all cases. You have to take care of you first. You can't help others. In your situation, you have to go day by day fighting your demons every day. If you put other people first, like that's detrimental to your recovery because you have to take inventory of yourself and fix yourself. And even at my age, you're talking about, you know, in here, in York, there's this mindset. Years ago, I would be the exact same thing. Austin, you can't do that. Don't you dare go move. Like, you're crazy. It's not going to work. But he has me listening to positive podcasts over the past couple years. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, like, I really start thinking about things like, what is my passion? How do I get to that passion? And we're finding the passion. And he has been great. And I think podcasts, I think social media always has this negativity to it. But there can be so much positive from it. Some of the podcasts that you listen to are even emotional speakers, motivational speakers. It's crazy. It really makes you think deep down inside, I can do this. This is something I never thought I would be able to do. And, And you have to do it for yourself. Like, like failure. I, I look at failure as that's just a learning experience. Like I failed mm-hmm. at this, but now I got to do something else and don't ever quit. So when he asked, do I resonate with that? I do. Because even at my age, I never would have thought I would be single at my age. I never knew what opportunities are out there. And it's crazy what's out there. Yeah. But think about it too, though. Now this is like a new chapter in your life. You yep. know, you could look at it one way, the, the negative side of things, or you could look at it like, like you just said, and this is a new opportunity. And now you have the chance to go create a new opportunity. It's, it's a whole complete shift of the mindset. And it's something I had a very, very negative mindset. And I didn't even realize that about myself until I took a lot of inventory on my life and like starting to become aware of the thoughts and that are going through your mind each day and starting to question them. Where are they coming from? Where are my beliefs coming from? And I noticed in myself, like I had a really negative mindset. I always saw the, the glass half empty side of things and not the other side of things. And I think in America in general, we have a serious problem with not being grateful because we are really better off than like 95% of the world with what we have here and the freedom that we have. And people just don't realize that, you know, you look at social media and you see all these glamorous lives and stuff. And I've met some of these people and I shit you not. There are some people that have, you know, I've met that have half a million to a million followers and they look like they're living these lavish lives. And then you talk to them face to face and they're just very, very insecure. And you realize like, you know, the money, the fame and all the cool pictures on Instagram, that's not going to make you happy as a person. You know, everybody has their own problems. That's the thing. Every single person you think you're the only one when you have your own problems, Mm -hmm. but everyone has their own problems that they're battling. It's part of being a human being. It's part of living the human experience, but every single person has them, but being vulnerable. And one big thing that really helped me 
that I see a lot of people struggle with is they keep all their problems to themselves. And I started to get out and I started to, you know, I would talk to guys, at least in where I'm living now in Arizona, I've had conversations with guys that are, you know, essentially more successful than I am. I mean, I look up to these people, but I've had conversations where I'm breaking down to tears, crying, sharing all my problems with them. But it's like being vulnerable like that, like people want to help you. Mm -hmm. You just have to open up about it. And I think vulnerability is a very, very big thing. It can help you. You know, if, if you're struggling with something, ask somebody for help. That's, mm. that's the first step right there is being able to reach out to somebody and ask for help. But a lot of people hold their problems inside and it just, it's, it's only going to suppress your emotions and not being able to express them is what's going to help you get over them. But suppressing your emotions and suppressing how you feel is, is not the answer and it's not going to work out. I agree. I think a lot of people have negative attitudes just in general and yeah. don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, I'm not negative. I'm not negative. But you are negative. And when you're trying to be positive, that is when you notice the negativity more so. When mm -hmm. you are on a journey to try to find the positiveness, not watching the news and not listening to all that bull crap on TV. And then someone comes in and starts talking about it and you're like, wait a minute, I, I don't want to hear it. And some people get upset by that or they'll say, how can you be so positive? Like, look what happened in your life. I've had people say to me, how can you smile every day when you lost your son? Like I lost my son and, and I can't even smile, but you've moved on. It's like, I didn't move on. It's a choice. I, I chose yeah. to take the positiveness of learning and doing podcasts and experiencing what that meant in my life at that point And how can I turn it to a positive and help somebody else? And Austin got us on this journey by doing this. But I think people don't realize how negative they are. And then when you surround yourself like tonight, like I can feel the energy. It's weird because our last podcast, <laughs> we hung up. And how about it? Like I was like, whew, like it was so much positive coming out of you and Mike that night yeah. that it was crazy for us. And we were like, oh, my gosh. And like and he said, Eric's back in town. I'm like, I'll call him like if he wants to come because I can feel the positive vibes like right now. Really? Yeah. Well, like cool. I can I feel that. the positiveness because yeah. you're positive. And if I surround myself with people like you, it just gets me all giddy. Like I talk a lot. Like I can't even stop because there's so much feeling that you get when you're around positive people. Yeah. It, and the same with negative. You can be negative and bitching the whole time. But like, I don't know if you feel the energy right oh, now. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it's crazy right now. Yeah. And that's, that's why I got out. And I, like I said, I mean, no people I'm around or the people that are closest to me don't necessarily understand, but the people I hang out with now, like we talk about like, what are your goals? What are your dreams? You can do this. You can do that. You know, if I tell them I have this crazy dream, I don't hear, you know, you can't do that. Or that's, you know, you should be careful or all the negative side of things where we're just so conditioned, um, into like the norm, you know what I mean? Mm. But I think every single person has something deep inside that they want to do or they have us. Everyone has a gift to give. They just don't know what that is because we get so dumbed down by society and just going through the motions. I mean, think about uh, your routines throughout the day. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in doing the same thing day after day after day. And then the weekend rolls around yep. and you do the same things every single weekend. And it's just a never ending loop. And 
being a human being and, you know, um, grow, growth is all about uh, experience and change. You know, things are going to change and just opening yourself up to these new opportunities and going out and um, doing different experiences and having different experiences and trying new things. That's that's what's going to make you grow because you're going to learn a lot. But getting into that loop of just doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're not going to grow from that. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, I see how far I've come now. And I I came back this week. I'm like, wow, like I really, I, I, I feel like one thing that I, I need to work on is, is appreciating and showing more gratitude. And I've gotten a lot better with it, but when I'm out there, sometimes I'm even like, I feel like I'm not hustling hard enough. And I look back to where I've came from and I'm like, wow, like you're, you know, in a very different spot than where you came from a couple of years ago. And it's, yeah. it's having that appreciation and gratitude, which everybody needs to, to do more of. I think that, you know, we have a lot here, you know, we yeah. have a house over that we're living in. You get food and a place to, to sleep like you're better off than most of the world and that's what we don't realize everybody's entitled here in america and wants to bitch about how how terrible the country is and how terrible things are and the economy's bad and it's like no there's opportunity you can go create whatever you want in america mm-hmm. you know you just got to go do it and surround yourself with the right people and starting like you said listening to the podcast you can find I mean, not one speaker is going to be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. You got to find what works for you. It took me a while and I like different people, but finding somebody that resonates with you, that has the right advice and is giving you the right knowledge. YouTube is a powerful, powerful machine. It really is. You know? Yep. Yeah. I never thought that. And to your point, you know, is it generational? Because I know as a parent, and we talked about this, I don't know if it was your podcast or not, but... You don't want to disappoint your parents. Mm -hmm. And I now know, looking back, that I was very hard on my kids. Like, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Every little thing that they wanted to do, I was like, be careful. I was so protective and so worried about failure for them that I didn't allow them to grow. Where do you think you learned that from? I don't know, because my parents were divorced. And so I'm a control freak. And I don't know if... like if they were to try something, I didn't have control of that. So that was one of my biggest struggles as my kids grew up and got out of the house. We had control the whole time they were in school. Everything was controlled. And you always want more for your kids than what you had. And so I had a fear. Like, I didn't want them to fail. Not because I worried what other people would say, but just because for me, I wanted them to have the best life that they could have. And in that, it was a protection mood. Yeah. And you're protecting them unintentionally. You are limiting them from doing what they want to do. And he just said the other day, how would you feel if we had to do podcasts remotely because I didn't live in this area? And what did I say? You were open to it. I said, okay, like we'll figure it out. Like we'll do what we have to do. Five years ago, if he would have said I'm moving, I would have been like, oh, I don't want you to move. You shouldn't move. You're not going to make it. Wait, save money. How many times did I say just wait and save money and then go? But now I'm like, life is short. Yeah. Like, we, we got to live. Like, I admire that you packed up and you went. And Austin eventually is going to do that. I have my mind. It's okay. He's going to do that. I know he's going to do it. And he's going to be successful doing it. Yeah. Because he's not a, he's not a quitter and he's not going to give up. Just like, you're not going to give up. And he's going to find whatever that is. And it's selfish of parents today 
because it's our generation. Your generation is ready to go. You guys are ready to do what you want to do in most cases. But our generation is still in that reserve. Like, you know, I'm sure your mom and dad probably yeah. said the same thing when you said you wanted to move. Yeah. They're and like, it's not like you're not, you're no, by any means, a bad parent. You love right. your kid. And it's not, from your perspective, you see that as you're just trying to protect them and do what's best for them. But you're hurting them in reality. You're limiting them yeah. from going out. But once you stepped out, I'm sure your mom and dad miss you. I mean, your family's a great close family. Yeah. But I'm at to the point now where I have to figure out what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. And they got to figure out what they're doing. And I worry less. I don't think I preach as much to you. Hmm. Um, And I'm just trying to take that positive path too. And I just, I think that it's the generation. And we have to quit worrying about pleasing our family, our parents, and moving and doing what's great for us. Yeah, I see that as a big that's a big issue, at least from even the friends I've told you about that want to move, but they're afraid. And a lot of that is because they, they have that attachment to what their parents are going to think. Um, but you know, it, it's tough, but once you like, when you break free of that, like the biggest thing I've learned is is there is a big, big world out there. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just York, Pennsylvania. There is a, there is a, big world wherever you want to go you got to find that like i've lived in a few different states now and i've i've messed around and tried millions of different jobs and shit but you know now i'm a lot closer to figuring out who i am at my core than i was a year ago or a year before that you know but it's i i think that's the fun part is just learning along the way and and trying and messing up. And now I'm kind of at the bottom again financially, but at the same time, I'm like, shit, like I've been here plenty of times already. Like I always know that I always keep in the back of my mind. Like I always make it out of here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I'm not really afraid anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've gotten used to that, but stepping out and doing it for the first time, like you wanting to leave for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's scary. But once you do it, I've, I've seriously learned that, stepping on the other side of the fear is the greatest thing you can do. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's like you were talking about the internal voice. Like my internal voice wants me to been moving, like wanting me to move for a long time. And I know like there's something about me. Like I tell myself, I know I can make it wherever Mm -hmm. I go, whatever I do, I can make it. Yeah. It's just telling me that like, that's my gut feeling. That's your inner guidance system. Yeah. And that's, that's the part that you got to start to trust in that. And just when you hear that and feel it, you gotta, you gotta, that's, that's all. When I said I was going on a spiritual journey and I started learning about this, that's a lot what they teach. And it's, it's true. When you go with your inner guidance system, you, and you trust it, the, the universe will make way for giving you what you want. And that's like, essentially you know, I used to be, I was Christian, but now I'm not really religious. I'm more spiritual. And that's essentially God, which is the inner you, that inner tuition that you have, that that feeling that you can do something yeah. more. That's real. It's just going with that and following it. And you might not even know what it is right now exactly, but 
taking that first step is going to get you that much closer to it because you might go somewhere and be like, oh, I don't like this place, but I learned this or that. And it might take you somewhere else. Just same with like, it's taken me mm-hmm. a lot of different places so far, but I feel like I'm much more in tune now. And in, at my age, I'm way, I know way more about myself than most people my age. And it's like, I've, I've taken the steps and screwed up enough times and done enough dumb shit over the years that I've learned a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that fear I had, I don't know if I told you this story last time, but when I first moved to Arizona, I found this guy that I wanted to mentor me and he lived out there. I wanted to get into business, right? So he runs a couple big multi-million dollar businesses. He's like in his mid thirties and I Googled him and found out where he lived. I drove to his house <laughs> And I rounded the corner of the cul-de-sac and I saw his Rolls Royce sitting out front. I was like, oh shit, because I see him on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually his house. I drove up and I went up to knock the, on the door and I knocked. He didn't answer and I left and I decided I was going to come back the next day and do it again. So I drove back again and I knocked on his door and he actually answered. And I was like, holy shit, this human's standing right in front of me right now. And all my emotions that were bottled up inside just came to the surface. And I almost like broke down, started crying about all my problems like a little bitch. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was standing there asking him if I could work for him. And uh, he, he was nice. He gave me his card. We texted a few times. Nothing ever came of it. And I've actually, I've seen him out with Johnny Manziel a few times. Yeah. But he, it was just, but the biggest takeaway I got was when I was talking about the fear, once I did that, that's when it clicked for me that when you do the things that you're afraid of, like you, and you actually get yourself to do it, you grow from it. And it's, it's an liberating experience. Like I feel so proud of myself. I mean, it might've been a little creepy to do, (laughs) but I'm proud of myself for having the balls to go do that. And now like I've grown from that, you know, since, and now I can talk to people that I kind of used to look up to on social media. And I would look at as like, they're kind of like an idol, but I don't see that anymore. It's more like they're a normal person like anybody else, you know? I have a quick story. (laughs) I was in Vegas the one time with a bunch of friends. We were, uh, we did this thing where we would like go around the different bars. It was like a thing you paid for. A bar crawl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. And uh, we got to this, it was a rooftop uh, bar. And all these bars you go to, like there's always uh, the VIP sections. They're either roped off or like you mm-hmm. see famous people, but whatever. And we were in this bar and there was like a roped off section. And there was like all high class people. Like you could just tell it was like young girls and older guys. Yeah. And there was this girl that I was eyeing up. Okay. And she was like way above my league, but she was behind this, behind this rope. And I was like sitting there for like at least 10 minutes. We were just dancing and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm going to go up there and ask her if she wants to dance. And it took me like 10 minutes to do it. But I actually went up and I like pulled down the rope. And then I was like, <laughs> do you want to dance? And she, <laughs> she's like something about no, I'm, I'm going to stay here or something. She's like, she misunderstood what I said. She's like, no, I'm going to stay here or something. And I was like, at least I took that, that chance. Yeah. Like, and and how I, did you I feel felt afterwards? so much better afterwards. Like, yeah, it was like, fuck it. Like <laughs> I feel like more confident, even though I got turned down. It's like, what's the worst going to happen? You get turned down. Yeah. And, and that's, it was, 
that's the thing though is doing stuff like that and getting yourself to do more of stuff like that yeah you you will grow that confidence and you'll you'll raise your your vibration essentially and your consciousness but it's it's cool you felt good after i did yeah yeah but yeah yeah And, and everybody's equal like nobody's higher class like i've learned you can be i can be downtown with the homeless people I'm also involved in other things in in the township, and I can be with those people. I can be sitting there with senators at a meeting, mm-hmm. and everyone's equal. I don't feel privileged because I'm sitting with a senator at a, a function versus giving a peanut butter and jelly sandwich downtown. They're all the same people. Yeah. And And most of the time, you talk about people not being grateful. The homeless people are more positive... When I have conversations with them, they are more positive than the person that thinks that's driving a nice car that has everything in the world. They're the ones bitching, the ones that don't have anything are just positive that they woke up that day and that they had a sandwich given to them to eat. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's the thing. Money doesn't buy you happiness no. at the end of the day. And like I said, I've met a couple of these people where they're just very insecure and you wouldn't see that on social media and that's that's the negative side of social media is mm-hmm. you see just the 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 highlight reel mm-hmm. of everybody's lives but you don't see everything behind the closed doors or even the work that those people put in to get to where they were at the end of the day too you know i think you know people in america are very entitled and don't want to do the work or to get to that point or they don't see what happens behind those closed doors but we just expect that we deserve it, but you got to go out and earn it too, you know? Yeah. There's so many people who want to take the fast lane to get rich, Yeah. but all the experiences in between that get you to that point are more important than getting to that point. Like you said earlier, the journey. Yeah. The journey is, is key. Yeah, it is. And you're never going to stop. Like you said earlier, you're never going to stop because you're going to get there and then you're going to want more. Yeah. You're always going to want more. Your journey is not going to end to the day you die. Exactly. And you always get what you want at the end of the day. It's crazy because I even where I'm living now and the people that I'm around are actually the exact people that three years ago I had visions of wanting to be around. I didn't realize that until, you know, a little while ago. But I'm like, oh, shit, like I did get what I wanted. And if you really look back through your life if you really really think hard about it or honest you always get what you want um so one thing for me is visualization that i do all the time and visualizing what i see myself as in the future Mm -hmm. just keep replaying that in your head over and over and over again Um, you might not even know what that is but just like the type of person you want to be or the lifestyle you want to live and replaying that in your mind like, I, I fully believe I'll get there now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I see it now. I see the patterns, and you start to... That's part of being self-aware is seeing the patterns and seeing the things that are starting to click, and this thing led to that thing, which led to this, which led to that, you know, to get you where you are, but... What's your vision? Do you have your vision? You say some people don't <clears throat> know, but do you know what your vision is? I want to retire my parents. I remember you saying I want to write them a check for a million bucks. Awesome. Give them a nice, that's seriously what's in my vision. And I see it every single day. It's like seeing myself hand them the check. It sounds a little crazy and far-fetched, but no, I mean, it's, it's not crazy at all. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of having the why too. Is like, I, 
you know, I, I am very money hungry, but it's, it's what I can do with money and having that why, you know, if you attaching a why to your desire of what you want, whatever that may be, say for me, it, it is a million dollars. Okay. My parents are my why, like that is why I do it. And that's what gets you up every single day to keep going and keep pushing. And I'm not perfect. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't think anyone is. I still have days where, you know, I might feel depressed and I'll have a shit day or two days, but I always get back on track Mm -hmm. every single time. I might dip down a little bit, but I always get back to the path of where I know I need to go. But um, that's a big thing is finding out your why, like why, why you do, why are you doing the things that you're doing or whatever that desire is, whatever you want in the future, why do you really want it? Or what, you know, if it is money, what is that money going to be able to do for you or your family? Or if it's a relationship you want, Mm -hmm. you know, put yourself in, in the visualization of like how you would feel in a relationship, if you want a relationship or how you would feel having somebody love you, you know, it's, it's attaching the why and that, that makes your reason that much stronger. It's like your fuel. Yeah. That's your motivation. Yep. So I want to ask you guys a question. Did you ever get a, a text and know it was coming before it came? Yeah. Or even a phone call. Or email. Mm-hmm. Like where you're thinking of somebody and they text you or call you? What is that? It's like you would say a law of, of vibration, right? Or like a law of almost attraction? Like uh, yeah. Basically, you're, I would take it as you, like that person was about to text you and it was, it was a message sent, like almost like energy, and you received it before it even happened. And that's good. This The things that you know, like have you noticed that recently? Yeah just happened to me this morning that's that's called a synchronicity so you'll start to see like oh i was thinking about this person and they just texted me or like if you start to pick up on that stuff in your life like you're you're on the right track because i'm start that's one thing in spirituality is like starting to see synchronicities in your life it was crazy we were we were out and about in Phoenix the other day in Old Town, which is the, the club and bar scene. Mm-hmm. And I was talking right before we went out about playing Frogger. And we go out to this new bar. And what do you know? They have a fucking Frogger machine. <laughs> there was one other thing, too, that I was talking about that, that we saw that night, too. But I'm starting to see this stuff almost every day now. It's like synchronicities where you think of something and you see it come up in your life. Some it's people crazy. think it's luck or just a coincidence. I don't believe in that. No. So like, for example, there was one time I was driving to work and even this morning, actually going to work there, my hat was in the back seat, And for some reason, uh, the intersection, it was a four way stop. And as soon as I got through the four way stop, I was going to reach for my hat cause it was way back in the back seat. So I yeah. made sure there was no cars behind me. And for some reason there was, uh, the deer thought was in my mind but I reached back for my hat. So I literally stopped in the middle of the road, reached back for my hat. And as soon as I turned around, there was three deer. So if I would have not never reached for my hat, I would hit those deer. So it's just weird stuff like that. Even like the one day I was driving to work and I kept like noticing the deer sign for some reason. It's just more alert to me. Mm-hmm. And of course I saw deer that day driving. It was, it's just really? like stupid stuff like that. 
That's crazy. Like that's that means you're on the right track. Like you're you're aware of it. I'm you, glad you're telling me if this. If you know you know, <laughs> I feel better now. No, that's good though. Like you're aware of that. That like there's a mass awakening going on right now. And when I talk about consciousness, um, it's crazy. Like yeah, the law of vibration is like what you're, the energy that you're giving off. You know, thinking about that thing or thinking about that certain person, and then they text you. Mm-hmm. Almost what is happening is. You, you have a thought of that person, which is on a certain vibration at a certain level, and then they text you out of the blue. That's not a coincidence. That's, that's, the, that's the energies lining up. And this is like this great awakening that's going on where um, it's been hidden and we've been lied to for so many years about this, but people are waking up that we are all energy and you can literally use that to create whatever life you want to create. I totally believe in that. Yeah. Manifesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's true. And it's, there, there is a big, big consciousness shift going on right now. People like, like I said, if you know, you know, you know, and it's, it's not made up. It's kind of, I guess it sounds kind of crazy cause it's not the norm. It's not the mainstream, but we are all energy and whatever energy you're giving off is what you're going to get back. And I've noticed that even with law of attraction, I'm very aware now that if I'm having a shit day, my day doesn't get better. It gets worse. You know, if it starts off bad, it doesn't get better. But when I'm in a, when I feel myself to, to be in that positive high vibe all day. And I'm like, I I keep like my visualizations of what I want in the future in my head. It makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. I tend to have a very good day and things just naturally go my way and you start to become aware of that, yep. but that's how it all works. For me, it's, it starts with gratitude for the positivity. So like if I'm having a bad day and I start being grateful for like the little things looking around, like mm-hmm. just the fact that I have a car I can drive or like be able to walk, stuff like that. Like, and then my, my energy just goes positive. It's just everything starts seeing positive, but back to the negative thing. Every morning, it's like back to the internal drive. My drive's telling me to move and do something different in my life, but I'm still continuing to go against that uh-huh. and work. And I think that's where my frustration comes from most of the time. Yeah. So like when I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm literally packing my lunch, like the little things, like maybe the bag like doesn't come out of the box the way it's supposed to, or like the items fall out of the fridge when they're not supposed to, or I knock over a couple things that weren't supposed to be knocked over. And then from there, it's like negativity constantly eating at me from, from the start of the day. And then I have to switch that over or else I'll take it to work with me. And then people are like, why are you, why are you in a bad mood? Probably because my shit fell out of the refrigerator <laughs> this morning or something. But it's, just, it's serious. Like those small things add up. And again, like today I was, I was tying rebar or something all day and I was working with this, this guy and I'm like, man, my hands hurt. My, I'm dirty. But at the end, I was like, I'm still alive. And he just smiled. And I was like, yeah, it's all it's all it's about. It's being grateful for the little things. Do you have a morning routine that you do? Do you start your I day I do off? the same thing basically every day. And that's that's where I fall into like that routine that I don't want to be in. Like, I don't know how to say it. it's So I do the same thing over and over again. And then I fall into that routine to the point where I'm not conscious and realize what I'm actually doing. Uh-huh. I'm a, like autopilot almost. So then it takes like a certain event or something different. Like if, even if I change the littlest thing in my morning routine, I feel good about it. So like the weekends is one thing. So during the week, I'll do the same routine every day. Get up, brush my teeth, pack my lunch, 
start my truck, go, go out, go to work, all that stuff. But as soon as the weekend goes by, comes, comes around and that Saturday I wake up, I'm going to the gym. I'm, I'm either reading, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And that's, that's when I feel good because it's like, I'm breaking that cycle and I'm more like alert of what my life's all about basically at that point. Yeah. And that's something, did you ever think about incorporating that into your week and not just the weekends? So I tried a couple of times telling myself the night before getting up early and going to the gym before work. Yeah. But then as soon as that time comes, it's like, I'm just going to sleep in until work. And that's because you're so conditioned right now, probably to, to just get up and go to work. See, like when you try to start any new habit, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna like the voice that tells you to just stay and sleep. That's yeah. your ego fighting you. And it's going to fight you back into the patterns that it knows what's easier. You right. know what I mean? So the, how I kind of got on the habit track of doing that stuff and I miss some days, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I like to start my day with getting my mind right. And like I try to go to the gym in the morning. I love, I don't like doing it in the afternoon, but at least my mind for sure. But that helps me start my day because that's very important is how you start your day in the morning with what you're, what you're thinking about. And one big thing is what you're thinking about when you fall asleep at night. I've learned that from a lot of different speakers is, um, uh, I'll listen to a motivational video or not so much motivation anymore, but like, uh, someone that's empowering that I like to listen to, but it gives me some good thoughts. And when I go to sleep, I always try to remember to just have my visualizations and run through that as I'm falling asleep so that that's, what's getting impressed upon my subconscious mind. So that when you wake up the next day, you're going to feel better. Like that's how it works. And then when you wake up, starting your day off with doing something like that. But it's hard when you start a new habit because obviously, like I said, your ego is going to fight you. But if you can get it, if you can get yourself to just start small and give yourself a small win, Mm -hmm. it's like with dieting too. When people want to go on, on diets, if they're really, really overweight and they try to just go cold Turkey on all the patterns and foods they've been eating in the past and just go completely healthy typically it's not going to work out because they're going to go back to eating the same stuff at some point. But if you can start small and just give yourself those small wins, that's, what's going to build it up over time. It's any habit like that is going to take time, but it's just being consistent with it Mm -hmm. over time. But that's, that's something I really recommend is getting your at least your mind right to start the day at the beginning, because that's, that's how you're starting your day. You're waking up. What are you thinking about? I mean, even if you're making your lunch, maybe I like to throw headphones in when I'm doing stuff like that, just to get myself going in that right mindset to start my day. But Mm -hmm. it helps. But you listen, you sent me that one podcast person who said, everybody goes to bed. What's the last thing you do? You scroll through the Facebook. And so you see those people, some are sad, some are happy. That's why I put those positive things on, on our, on our page. But that, that person, I forget who it was. He said, before you go to bed, look at something that makes you happy, whether mm-hmm. it's a picture of a family member, your dog, whatever's going to make you happy in the morning. What do people do? Their alarm goes off. Most of their alarms are on their phone. What do you do? You open Facebook and you start scrolling and you have sadness, you have happiness, but it's negativity. So right. instead in the morning, put your favorite quote 
so that when you turn your phone on, you're going to see that quote or that favorite picture of something that's positive and leave it at that. Don't go to the Facebook right away in the morning because then you're thinking, you're worrying, or you're pissed off at something somebody said on a comment. So I listened to that. Like when you sent that to me, I try to listen to those different things and I don't open up my Facebook page at all in the morning. And I try to turn music on or a podcast at nighttime so that I fall asleep, listen to that positivity. Right. And then when I wake up in the morning time, if I fell asleep, I hit that play button on YouTube again and it picks up. Sometimes it's over. Sometimes it'll pick up and you like subconsciously almost like heard what was being said when you were sleeping because you can yeah. pick up the conversation even though you really didn't hear it when you went to bed. Exactly. But that's what when you're when you're actually going to sleep, your brain right before you drift off to sleep, I don't know, have you ever listened to a YouTube video maybe before you sleep or you, you wake up where you weren't actually asleep but you just don't even remember anything because yep. you're kind of like drifting off? Right at that point, you're at, your brain goes into, I think it's theta. It's a state of brain waves where everything is going straight to your subconscious mind right before you fall asleep. So that's one of the best things you can do is right before you're going to bed to fill your mind with what you want to fill it with. Yep. But even just like you said, not getting on Facebook or social media, just keeping your mindset on the right things. That's what reconditions your mind. And we've been so conditioned as human beings all of our lives to believe a certain way or think a certain way that you're just unwiring and rewiring your brain in a completely different way. It's literally like working out. It's like rewiring a, a, a muscle in your body. Mm -hmm. You're just working it over and over mm -hmm. and over again until it becomes stronger. But that's something I had to really do to cut off all the negativity that I saw around me is I had to just immerse myself around the right people, the right mindsets. That's why like when I was 18, I did Amway are you familiar with that? Mm. Nope. Yeah. So it's network marketing, but I, I mean, it was kind of corny, but at the same time, like you're around people that are just positive and uplifting and everybody's happy and enjoyable to be around. Like that's the type of environments. If when you start to do inventory on your life, take inventory of, you know, what's serving you and what's not. And it's hard. I'm not saying you have to completely cut people out of your life, but become aware of, who is in your life that's that you're talking to on a daily basis and what they're talking about and their mindsets and the habits, because you really become the average of the people that you're surrounded by most. I mean, that's environment is a big thing. And that's the hardest thing to recognize someone who you want to remain friends with or a family, even a family member that, you know, is a negative influence and when you're around that person it drags you down mm -hmm. it's hard to let that person go yeah but you you know in your heart that you can still always love that person but they're not right fit for you yeah. like when you feel that negativity constantly when you're with that person around that person you have to you have to be able to be strong enough to cut that person off you know still keep the feelings for them but you you can't be around it like it's it's dangerous to your own mental health yeah. And sometimes I think that that's the hardest thing. So I got to get back to this energy thing because I just got to ask you this. So if you said energy and he's like the deer, like back to that, and you get that text message from somebody, is that person feeling the same energy you're feeling? 
and that's why you, they send the text or is it just you thinking that energy and that's happening because of your energy are they on I've, the same vibe as you yeah and i've i've always heard for texts like if you're thinking of that person they text you they're thinking of you too so you're on that same essentially like if if we could see everything in thin air essentially like if you think of somebody you're on this vibration up here uh you get that text they're thinking of you also and those energies just align with each other and i i i'm still very much in the learning stage of all this i don't know exactly but i think we as humans haven't even scratched the surface of this yet either but yeah, it's like lining up the energies of, of how you feel on the inside, really. It, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I'm reading an article, and that's why I'm asking, because I was reading this article where these people believe that if your energy and you're focusing on that person, they're going to feel that energy, uh-huh. and they're going to be thinking the same thing. And at one point, one or the other is going to send a text message. And I was reading this article over and over again, and I'm like, how can that be? That your energy, like in a room, I can feel this energy. But when you're not in the same room with that person, how can your energy reach that person from so far apart? And I read this article. I kept reading it. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Is it coincidence? Is it like deja vu? or It's energy of the we universe. Do, yeah, we pick up on that. Like say we were having a conversation and in my mind, I'm just like talking shit about you. He probably like is. hating, or if I'm like hating the conversation, you would be able to feel that. You would almost Yay. be able to feel the energy that I'm giving off towards you. Okay. Kind of like when he walked in tonight. What did you say to me? So are you in a mood? Or am I in a mood? And I wasn't. I don't even know what I got. Just was thinking about stuff. So did you pick up on the energy that I was a little yeah, frustrated today? Yeah, that wasn't your typical energy. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. So you yeah. pick up all people's energy. Yeah. Okay. And, and intentions are a big thing too. It's crazy. I've been doing, I do psychedelics now and I've been doing shrooms. Oh yeah. Dude, I shit you not. I went out to the bar the other week. Didn't I'll just sit in there sipping on water and doing shrooms and you can literally read pe- right through people. Are you serious? You can see their intentions. Are you in shrooms right now? No. <laughs> no. Are you reading our minds? <laughs> no, but you can you can see people's intentions and almost like, you know. What do you mean? Like, explain it almost. You can almost read right through people's faces if they're full of shit or not. Or they're like. You if know, they're looking at you or looking away, like you can literally just look at them. Yeah. Like I've, I remember seeing a bunch of like dudes that looked on the outer surface at the bar that looked like they were just like the coolest dudes. But then you look at them in the eye Insecurity. and they're just like start looking away and down insecure. And when you're on shrooms, man, you're on a high vibe. And you can <laughs> All right. S- now wait a second here. I never heard <laughs> this of is like is this legal dose. stuff? Uh, it's legal in Colorado. Okay. It's like microdosing. Yeah, but shrooms is a, yeah, yeah. microdosing. You shrooms, eat these things or what? Smoke yeah, they're, they're wild mushrooms and it's, um, it's a psychedelic. So it gives you, so they've done brain scans um, where they take a normal human brain and if you look at it, it's say maybe like 2% of the brain receptors are lit up. But when you're on shrooms, it might be like 70% of your brain receptors are lit up. Like everything's just enhanced. Your senses are enhanced. You're, you're almost like feel like you're in a new dimension. Everything's just vibrant. 
it's kind of hard to explain. I've been experimenting with them for a little while, Is but it they're like interesting. An appetizer at the bar. You just no, no. <laughs> you can't this get is, them. This is interesting. What if I would have came up to you and be like, "I'm doing shrooms." I I don't know anything about it, so I wouldn't have any kind of feeling at all about it. Like because now people are doing it, people yeah. are dabbing in it a little bit to experience it. I went to Sedona. Um, when was that? About a month ago. And I there's a dude that lives in my building. He's really spiritual, and we mm-hmm. went. It was me, him, and this girl, and we went on this hike, and we sat up. It's called Devil's Bridge. And we sat up on Devil's Bridge at the end of the hike, and we were the last ones up there till about nine o'clock at night. But I was on shrooms, and I was doing a, a good amount then. And you look out, and it's just there's pine trees everywhere, yeah. and you can literally see them moving. You can see the subtleties and the subtle movements of the trees because it's a living creature, and you can see it moving. It's like shrooms in, it's almost. Enhancing. Shrooms almost slows your awareness down to the point where you can pick up on things that a a human being not on them would be able to pick up on, I feel like, anyway. You can pick on little subtle movements and little subtle, like when I said I could read people, like facial expressions and like you could see their intentions. You could just pick up on that stuff. Do you ever... Are these natural? I mean, obviously they're mushrooms, so they don't harm you in any way. No, they're technically a poison to your stomach, but... That yeah, you eat them about twenty minutes. They kick in, and you can have like if you eat a lot, like you have a really. I used to be in my head a lot, and I've had some really bad trips where it's just it messes you up, and your head starts going a million, your thoughts start going a million miles an hour, and that it sucks. But I've always had a good experience afterwards. I've always learned something about myself. But you want to be out in nature more or less, or or just microdosing them. But it's. It's crazy how it does enhance everything, and it's. Do you think that's why they make it illegal? Do you think they're hiding these drugs from? Like the drugs are actually enhancing you emotionally, spiritually, all these different things, and they make them illegal so you can't take them. I think so. Think about alcohol. Alcohol is a, a depressant. They're not going to make alcohol illegal. Cigarettes, they're not. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Weed, like so, Joe Rogan smokes weed, and there's a lot of guys like uh, Snoop Dogg used to he writes a lot of his music when he's high mike tyson smokes poison off a frog a poisonous frog and i think a snake he said you literally like die oh yeah yeah i've heard of that before isn't that crazy like the poison dart frogs you can yeah he says you literally like die you basically come out of your your body it's an out of body experience he was talking about on the the impulsive podcast i listened to do you know what dmt is he was talking about that i smoked that once in san diego that's fucking what is it dmt it's, it's so when you die, your body's naturally supposed to give off DMT. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, what I don't know a ton into it, but I smoked it out of a vape pen, and I I swear to God, I was sitting in my living room, and I'm like, a, I have to see it before I believe it type mm-hmm. of person. And if you tell me like you'll start seeing hallucinogens, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I literally was sitting on my couch and saw cats walking on the ceiling. And we went up, we had a rooftop upstairs and me and my friend went up there and the whole downtown San Diego just looked like a straight up green screen. It looked fake. Like the buildings looked outlined like fake. It was, it was the craziest experience of my life. I mean, it was, it's a, it is an outer body experience. It's, it's wild, but it almost makes you think like, are these drugs like, are they expanding human consciousness? And that's why I'm really into shrooms is like, 
because I always have a great learning experience from them. And like I said, when I could read pe- right through people's faces at the bar when I was microdosing, it's almost like you feel like you almost have like a superpower at some like some sort. By no means are we trying to tell anybody to go out and do shrooms or any <laughs> drugs. No, but just... I find this very interesting. So it just wears off then? Yeah, it'll last for a couple hours or depending on how, how much you take. But it's it's all natural, so yeah. you know 